0: Welcome, welcome to the very first Monday morning edition of this particular Sunday podcast, yes. talking about Sundays. Sundays. Sundays.
1: Closed on Sundays.
0: <laughs> Today we have on the podcast myself, Jake Jacobson, and John Mark Davidson. And uh, we are excited to be discussing the topic of Sundays. Today yes. we had a, a sermon about Sundays. We did, and John Mark knocked it out of the park, Ooh, uh, hit a home run. Uh, everybody, <laughs> oh. everybody I know was oh, very man. appreciative of uh, <laughs> the way that he presented this message. Uh, there's just like every sermon that we preach here at Skilman, There's zero controversy. Yeah,
1: every sermon, man. Every ser- it's it's, it's <laughs> like we we can, we can do no wrong. Exactly, man. I'm sure that that's not true. <laughs> we're, we're joking. We're joking. Yeah, you can uh, you can sense. The
0: humor in what we're saying, yeah. hopefully, yeah. But uh, we are going to continue the conversation. We wanted to offer folks a, a chance to reflect and continue to reflect mm-hmm. on what is this thing that we do that we call church, which yes. is really, as we learned today, a community of people. Yes. It's not a place. No. It's a community of people. Yes. So what is this thing that we do? And we're, today, during this uh, conversation, we're going to be talking about some of the aspects of what goes into making a Sunday morning worship service, uh, what are the things that are included in that, as well as kind of debriefing and talking maybe a little bit about uh, things that we liked from the sermon, mm-hmm, things that we didn't mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. things that we didn't get to talk about. Yes. Uh, what are the things that we feel convicted between John Mark and myself mm-hmm, uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to Sunday morning worship gatherings? Yes. And we're going to try to hit it all, and we're going to do a terrible job because uh, we're going to leave you guys wanting more, I think. <laughs> that's, that's our goal. That's our hope.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's our hope. And uh, I, think, I love this idea, Jake, just because... Uh, you know, in this 2020, uh, one of the things we talked about was that people, just because of the rhythms of life, of the flexible work schedules, people don't make it as much to Sunday mornings. I mean, you had that statistic you showed me uh, that the regular member, the re- just the regular member will on average go to church 1.7 Sundays out of the year. And even the most faithful members, I mean, those that are highly involved, the, the 20% doing 80%. It's not much more. It's two point two five, and so uh, really, that's almost that statistic, and what we've noticed as trends. It's almost the genesis behind what we're doing now, is that we want to put something out there on Monday or two, uh, a day of the week where, when you're driving or when you're walking your dog, when you're washing the dishes, uh, when you're you're taking that walk outside, that you can put your earphones in or, or put it in your car, and um, and we could just continue that that conversation so that it can kind of carry through the, through the entire week.
0: Yeah. Now, let me ask you, uh, I know this is everybody's first question when it comes to uh, asking people to listen to a podcast, asking people to engage with you and I or this yes. congregation further mm-hmm. throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I know this is the first question that comes to mind, mm-hmm. is are we really just trying to put our names out there? Oh, <laughs> is it, Is this an ego
1: boost for the two of us? All oh, my stars. No way, man. No, no. Uh, I think it's more the message, man, to me. To me, uh, I uh, I really think that the more that we can keep spirituality at the forefront of our minds, the healthier. It's not about you and me, man. It's about Jesus. It's about the message. It's um, we're as humans, we forget. We're, we're like we remember really well the negative things people say. <laughs> you know, we remember things very well, but we're also so easy to forget. And I think spirituality it's one of those things. That's why in this, this Deuteronomy six. What does it say? You know, it says, you know, put this on your doorframe. Think about it. Where? I mean, this is something that we constantly need reminders. So that's the purpose, man. Yeah. And I doubt. I mean, you're not. Are you doing it for name recognition? Well, I'm kind of
0: excited. Uh, I, hope, I hope people, <laughs> random people up on the sides of the streets, you know, they pull up and they say, are you the guy from that one podcast?
1: <laughs> I, I'm certain it's going to happen. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. We might become the most listened to podcast in Skillman history. Oh, I mean. Uh, Who knows, man? Yeah. Who knows what the the fruits of this podcast That's right. That's right. Well, and one of the
0: things that we will certainly do, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to as well, is this is not just a conversation between you and I. Yes, yes, yes. Hopefully this conversation spurs further conversations. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'd like Mm -hmm. to invite other people to be a part of this podcast uh, down the road as well. Yes, yes. uh, So we're looking forward to encountering uh, everybody in this church, everybody having a, a voice, everybody having a role. Uh, because that's what we believe. This is—it's—it's it's the whole church together. It's exactly. not just you and I. Exactly. And, uh It'll be good. But uh, for today, it is just you and I. Yes. And, uh, I've got a couple of things I want to run by you, and I know mm. you've got a couple of things. Yes. That you're interested I do. in. Do I have some questions for you too? By so, me. But the very yeah. first thing that I wanted to uh, to talk about, uh, really, you, you touched on this, but you didn't get to spend a lot of time on it. So I'm interested mm-hmm. in hearing mm-hmm. a little bit more about this because one of the big points you made in your sermon was about. Uh, this guy that existed in history named Constantine. Oh, yes. And uh, yeah. th- the year that you threw out was the year 312. Correct. So the church began before the year 312. It did. And so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in knowing, uh, tell me what you think the church
1: was like pre-Constantine but post-Jesus. Oh, man. I don't think we can overestimate the impact that Constantine has had on 21st century Christianity. I think that so much of uh, our rhythms and norms and some of our, our hidden rules have really have their genesis with Constantine uh, more so than even scripture itself. Uh, and so, I mean, think about it. Pr- prior to Constantine, Christianity was on the fringes, on the margins. It was the unspoken religion. You couldn't, You couldn't be Christian without the fear of persecution. And I think even the gatherings were in a different way, a simple gathering. Uh, They couldn't, it couldn't be so extravagant because uh, it just, it was on the fringes on the margins. Well, Constantine comes in and makes Christianity the state religion. So that means that not only has Christianity moved away from the margins, but it's become the in religion. And even the most powerful people, including the emperor of Rome, has converted to Christianity. Well, I, you know, whenever the emperor of Rome comes into a meeting or a ceremony, there has to be an element of pomp and circumstance and formality. It's the emperor of Rome, for goodness sake, you know. So just, just think about it. Like, I didn't go into this in a sermon, but even, like, dressing up for church, uh, if somebody were to... Yeah, you know, all the listeners out there, someone's going to bash the fact that you don't dress up enough for church. I mean, really, the response is is that that line of thinking is more influenced by Constantine than by the Scripture itself. Um, it's just the order of worship, the structure, the sermon. Uh, a lot of things that we do have the Genesis in year three hundred and twelve.
0: Yeah, well, and and certainly. You can imagine, in addition to that, the money and resources that are all of a sudden being thrown. Oh my goodness! Yes. Uh, at what was once this house church, mm-hmm. this small movement, this small bands of people that were getting together uh, regularly mm-hmm. to meet to encourage each other, and all of a sudden now you have all the resources of the Roman Empire.
1: Oh my goodness! And yes. uh, you did
0: mention, you know, building cathedrals and churches, yes. and yes, uh, none of that was on this before. It was just up to the the generosity uh, of the community, and yes. they had yes. to help. The the people who were wealthier had to Mm -hmm. help the people who were less wealthy. Uh, Those people had to serve the community in other ways, Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. led to all kinds of problems. And we read about those in the New Testament. Oh man, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. we we've got this big shift with Mm -hmm. Constantine. Yes. Year three twelve, we we know the church before is is different Mm -hmm. than the church after Constantine, and Mm -hmm. we know today the church is different from what it was then. Yes. Very very influenced by, but but still very different. Yes. So I'm curious to know what do you think. the original church. What do you think the main focus when they got together? When they had those meetings, they didn't have a lot of resources. They didn't have. Uh, they didn't have the emperor. You know, they, they had to, some. Some churches had to meet in hiding uh, to avoid persecution and things like that. So when they got together, what was the focus? Uh, because I think the you and I have talked about this. I think the focus today is often on the sermon. Uh, yes. But what,
1: what was yes. the focus? That, was it. Was it a sermon? Was it a teaching? Uh, was it something different? Oh man, I think. Uh this is, you know, and I mentioned in the sermon that uh, so much of our emphasis is placed on that assembly time. Uh, you know, the church is, of course, a lifest- Church is a, a group of believers that are joined together by our common belief in Jesus, and it's a lifestyle. It's a way we live. But there are certain things. There are certain passages in Scripture that talk about the assembly. You know, for example, uh, 1 Corinthians fourteen. Uh, starting in verse 26, uh, when it talks about good order in worship, you know, Paul's writing to the church there in Corinthians. And he says here that in verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 14, what then shall we say, brothers and sisters? When you come together, which is the assembly, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. So that, I mean, it seems to me, you know, this is a clear scripture that talks about the church in Corinth. You know, it seems to me that it was almost an informal gathering where they gathered together, probably in someone's home, uh, where there was mutual edifications. Everybody kind of spoke up. Everyone had a word. If if they had a word, they they shared it, and then it culminated with the breaking of the bread.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. for, from my perspective, uh, there's there's great joy to be had in that.
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. This church is no
0: stranger to having meals with one another. Oh, well, we um, love meals. And, and I'm sure that there are a hundred other churches just like us all over Dallas. That we yes. love to eat. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, and that's
0: right. when the focal point of your gathering is around a table, uh, you're, you're sitting across from somebody, you're looking them in the face, you get to see their eyes, you get to hear the tone of their voice, yeah. uh, as well as their facial expressions. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit different from what we do now. We, you know, we sit in rows, uh, and uh, yeah. you you barely ever have to look somebody in the face except for whoever happens to be speaking. Exactly, and, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you don't even the person beside you. Uh, you could go the entire service without hardly even giving them a oh, glance. Man, isn't
1: that crazy?
0: And uh, and so. That, that intimacy, that closeness of mm-hmm. getting to sit at a table and eat together oh. and, and just share life. And, and uh, sure. I'm sure that they talked about the things that uh, were important to them. What's going on with their family? Yes. Uh, what's yes. going on with their work? Yes. Uh, how are they feeling? Are they feeling encouraged, downtrodden? Yes. Uh, is, is life difficult? Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I think the focus was, mm-hmm. was different. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, uh, typically, our services, the way that they are structured, uh, if, you, if you were to only look at time,
1: Yes. Oh, man. If you were to only yeah. look at time, uh, what's the focus of today's services? Well, it's the sermon. And uh, you know, interesting, interestingly, you bring that up. I just came across this article uh, that was published that talked about the average sermon length in churches. Do you want to you yeah. hear, hear the statistics? Please. All right, man. Well, first of all, I want to get your guess. All right. So this is a Pew Research Center report that analyzed nearly 50,000 sermons posted online by 6,431 churches in 2019. And it gives the average length of a sermon. Now, what is your guess, Jake? So this is tough, because it, it depends on who they asked. So my guess is either going to be really short or really long. Well, I mean, it's, they're asking, it says here, Catholics, Protestants, Evangelicals, and historically black Protestants as well. It's, it's part, these are the categories. Okay, so my guess mm-hmm.
0: is that the Catholic Church is in the 12 to 15 minute range. Uh, The Protestant church is in the 30 to 40-minute range. The evangelical is in the 40 to 50-minute range. And the African-American church is in 45-plus territory. Did you read this study? No, I haven't. No, you've read this study. No. There's
1: no way. No, did I get it right? Oh, my stars, man. All right, well, here's the result. I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I think you may have read this study before. There's no way you could have got all these right. I, did I well, nail them? you're you're like you nailed it, bro. I mean, all right. So the average average length of a sermon total that's including all groups was 37 minutes. Okay, so that's the average, 37. But it bre- breaks it down into groups, which you did. It is said that the Catholics 14 minutes. Yes, which you said 10 to 15 <laughs> exactly. Um, mainland Protestants 25. Which you said, I think, I think you said right, I say, a little less I said, than that? I think I said a little bit
0: more than that. I think I said 30 to 40. Yeah. I think that's said, pretty close.
1: Yeah, you, you were there. You nailed it. Evangelicals, 39 minutes, which you said 40. Mm-hmm. You know, just a minute off. And then uh, the historically black Protestants, 54 minutes. Woo! so I yeah, close. I mean, so uh, you talk about that. I mean, if the average is 37 minutes, and, you know, let's just say a service is an hour, that's more than half, but an hour and 15 is usually, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is spent on the sermon. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about that, man? Well, I think our listeners should feel grateful, <laughs> right? Because
0: yeah. I don't know that I've ever preached a 37-minute sermon. Uh, I yeah. don't know that you've ever preached a 37 I don't 37 think I've gotten that long. Sermon. Yeah, I've gotten close, but not, I mean, uh, not that long. So first of all, let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I, think it, I think it tells something uh, with Rebecca's ministry uh, mm-hmm. that she uh, works for and, and that we participate in. Uh, during the trainings for the camps that we go to in the summertime, mm-hmm. we go through a series of uh, trainings and, and we watch some videos and listen to some people uh, giving us helpful hints and things like that. One mm-hmm. of the videos that we watch every year mm-hmm. is this man uh, who comes from the foster care system. Yeah. His name is Josh Shipp. And he talks about how mm-hmm. kids yeah. understand that you are investing in their lives. And he says that kids spell love T-I-M-E.
1: Ooh, I like that analogy. And That's really good. So if
0: you think about it, uh, if we're talking yeah. about what we mm-hmm. love, if we're talking about the things that are important to us, for, yeah. for that situation, when you invest in a child's life, it means that you have to spend time with
1: them. Yes, yes. For our
0: purposes, when we come together and worship, mm-hmm. uh, what are we spending our time on? Amen. Well, we yeah. spend our time, hopefully, on a number of things, but yes. primarily, it sounds like we're spending time on this sermon.
1: A lot yeah. of it, yeah, a lot of it is.
0: And right. so I think that there are positives and negatives to that, mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, let's unpack maybe some of those a little bit. Yes. Oh, yeah. So one, I think one of the positives is uh, it gives us a platform, as, mm-hmm. uh, it gives a community of faith, not just you and I, but it gives a community of faith, yeah. a platform yes. to do some instruction, to yes. do some encouragement, yes. to uh, look at the scriptures and say, this, this is what it means to be a mm-hmm. follower of Jesus. Exactly. And I think that's certainly a positive. It gives us an extended time yes. uh, to talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, but my question for you is, mm-hmm. uh, as a preacher, oh, man. you're given... Yeah. You know, for, for our purposes, we, we typically are in the 25 to 30 minute 30. range. That's, that's the goal. And uh, uh, during that time,
1: tell us what you have to put into a sermon. Oh, man. And we talk about this, you and me together. Uh, just, it's, it's almost like an impossible task. I mean, uh, there's that famous letter by Winston Churchill that he writes. And I think he, he, it's, it's a, a longer letter. But he, at the very end, he says, I apologize for the length of this letter. If I had more time, it would have been shorter. And, and so, in some ways, um, a well-crafted sermon can can do a lot in a short amount of time, but it's a lot of pressure. Uh, if you think about just the diversity in the audience, and then you have twenty-five minutes, I mean, basically, in twenty-five minutes, you have to make people laugh, make people cry, you have to, you know, bring in expository preachings. Deep messages from Scripture that are historical and that can give context and bring a passage to life. At the same time, you need to make it you know basic enough to where someone who hasn't even studied the Bible can understand it and, and grasp it. But it's got to be deep enough to where uh, someone who's been at church their entire life can gain something new from it. And you know, there's got to be stories involved that bring it, make it personal. You've got to look for the, you, you got all these, and you got to do it all in about 25 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think that if that is if that's the expectation, we'll probably fail at that. Uh, and if, if people only use the sermon as their spiritual food, if that's the only source, then I would imagine that they would be left a little bit hungry. There has to be a little bit more, yeah. more to it.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a little bit unique for us too. So the sermon certainly provides us a positive... Um, platform. Yes, we can. There yes. are things that we can do with that. Oh, that's that, great. As as preachers, mm-hmm. as yeah. uh, members of a congregation, mm-hmm. the sermon is this. Hopefully, it's this dynamic. Uh, like you said today, it's halftime. It's where we oh, regroup. Man.
1: Yes, it's where we're yeah. re-
0: sent out again, and we, we have the new game plan. Here, yes. Here's what we're doing. Exactly. Uh, this is this is the strategy, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. it gives us that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, not only is it taking up the majority of our time during mm-hmm. our worship service, but for mm-hmm. you and I as preachers. Oh, yeah uh the time that we spend oh, preparing man. it's it's a lot
1: for it's that lot. yes uh
0: so yes. so tell us a little bit about uh how long it takes you to prepare uh, and and maybe oh, if man. you want to
1: what what you do yeah. during that time oh man it's it's hours for me hours and hours um and uh probably more time than it needs to be at this point um i think you and you and me I mean, you have more experience than, than i do you know pre- preaching regularly but uh you know, for me just growing in that. I've, I've seen growth in the last year, but uh, basically, I kind of start from scratch and try to figure out how to how to compose it. And so, you know, there's the the Monday where you kind of come up with the the text and the ideas, and you know, Tuesday mornings where you're trying to, to dive in the dive into the complexities of it. But there's really, honestly, I'm, I'm working on it every day, and even on my days off, I'm working on it and uh, just trying to figure out. Always shifting something here, adding something here. I've read something new, put it in and uh, we have to communicate it to our worship leaders. We have to get, have you know, s- something that's meaty enough to kind of hand to them so they can orient the worship around that. Uh, we have to make sure the slides are ready. Uh, we have to coordinate with uh, those if there's a special part of the service. You know, it's there's, it's a, lot of, a lot of time, man, a lot of energy put on this. We, I would say we do our due diligence. Mm-hmm. We do.
0: Yeah, well, I think some people will be encouraged to know mm-hmm. that we do spend time with it and that it's not yes. simply something that we uh, walk up on the stage uh, thinking, mm-hmm. this is what I'll talk about today. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Me, real fast, yeah. uh, I remember a story uh, at a different church, but mm-hmm. uh, I was having a conversation with, uh, he was the community minister at the church, but previously he had preached mm-hmm. at a different church. And I was just asking him about uh, what it was like to preach for that church. And he said, well, sometimes the Spirit would just take a hold of me and everything I had prepared, uh, I just decided, this is not what the Spirit wants me to preach today. Stewardly. And he would throw it out. Sunday morning, oh, man. and he would say, "I'm going to preach this whole totally different sermon." That's scary, uh, no. and I, I just about, yeah, f- fainted, you know, <laughs> fell over, terrified, right. because uh, I go up there oh. with a, a pretty. Uh, a pretty lined out script uh, oh, man. of what I'm going to say. I've rehearsed it ahead of time. Yes. Uh, yes. Which is it's kind of fun to preach to an empty room. Uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden somebody walks in and it's that awkward moment where you decide am I going to continue my rehearsal or and they have the same moment of like am I going to walk through this room DJ that he's talking to, talking yeah. to nobody in. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we do we spend a lot of time on it. And uh, yeah. if, if like what you said in your sermon today, uh, if the goal yeah. Uh, if this is just halftime and the goal is to play the game, yeah. we're spending a lot of time and resources on this one oh, hour. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, one thing we can say, too, about it, and, and I think you and I have talked about this, so I, I feel safe to speak for both of us. But, uh, you know, we take this job, we take it very serious. And at the same time, we don't take it for granted. That This is a privilege, and um, it, it, it needs to be done responsibly. And so I think you and I both really work hard to present a message that is... That that's sound theologically, that's moving this church in a healthy way. Like, we really care. Um, but at the same time, I think both of us, we want to communicate to the group who's listening. Please don't believe anything we say. Mm. I mean, Really, uh, go out there, figure it out for yourself, double-check our sources. You know, we are learning and striving. But at the same time, we hope that the sermon can serve as a catalyst for people to go out and do their own study. And and really come to the conclusions on their own, not just believe it because we say it.
0: Yeah. Well, and this could be a positive or a negative, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. So uh, the negative aspect would be that in today's world, uh, we have to be so careful with each word that we use. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if we accidentally use this word instead of that word, uh, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we've created uh, a potentially dangerous situation. Mm -hmm. And it's as easy as uh, typing something into your phone. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and so if we say something that's even just a little bit uh, not mm-hmm. what we intended, or something like, so that's yeah. the negative side is that people yeah. can they can look into it really quick, and exactly. we could get into a lot of trouble yes. uh, if we accidentally say something or, or yes. necessarily didn't think something as.
1: Uh, it is recorded, you know, yeah. put on the internet, so yeah. like it it's could, out there. It's out there. Yeah, we have to be very careful. But the positive yeah. side of that
0: <laughs> is that <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> this is no longer about you and I. Exactly. Uh, it's exactly. No, it, now it's about It's a, everybody. We're all mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. together. And one of the great things about our tribe mm-hmm. is that we believe in the priesthood of all believers. Oh, yes. And exactly. you and I are lucky. Uh, yeah. Like you said, we're, we're mm-hmm. fortunate. We are blessed uh, mm-hmm. that we get to use a microphone. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. But that doesn't make us oh, any man. more special. And so no uh, mm-hmm. I, I second what you say. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I think that uh, you and I are, are, are doing our best to be trustworthy. Uh, yes. We want to be faithful to the message that we've received yes. uh, mm-hmm. through the Bible and through Christians for centuries. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, But don't believe a word we say. Uh, <laughs> yes, look sir. it up. Do your, it up own your own study. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, 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 and I think we'll all be the better for it.
1: Uh, I know, man. Like, if the sermon could be a catalyst to greater conversation, that's the win, right? The sermon shouldn't be, like, the end of the conversation, mm. Uh, and I think so, for so often, that has been what the sermon has done, is that, man, I have these questions, I'm going to toss it to the preacher, well, the preacher will tell me what the right answer is. Uh, and I think it's been really a conversation stopper. But what if we could re-envision what this time is? You know, if we truly view the Sunday gathering, the Sunday service, as halftime, as something that really should carry out into the week. How The sermon should be something that kind of lingers, that kind of yeah. sits with you, and kind of is nestled there in your heart, and kind of rubbing there, and it allows it causes you to go back and look at the scriptures or, or meditate on your own and pray about. It. So, you know, how cool would it be if we could re envision and use the sermon as a catalyst for conversations at Sunday lunch or for Sunday night, or or with a coworker on Wednesday breakfast? I mean, these things that that carry through the week. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of where we spend our time, we spend a lot of time oh, so far sermon. talking about the sermon. You're right, man. We fell into the trap. Yeah, we fell. And it's easy to do, right? It's easy to talk about our craft. We both love it, and yes, uh, it's yeah. easy to do. But uh, I think one of the things that uh, your uh, sermon today pushed us toward mm-hmm. is this idea that as important as Sunday is, which mm-hmm. we believe it is, yeah, uh, as important as this is, uh, what happens beyond the sermon, uh, beyond the worship gathering, uh, is just as important. And so I know mm-hmm. that this year uh, you and I have some goals as far as uh, Mm -hmm. uh, rededicating you you and I ourselves to community at this church. Mm -hmm. And uh, part of that does mean the Sunday assembly, but uh, there are other things too that uh, we're excited about. And uh, just to help the listener understand, Mm -hmm. uh, we really think that... Using this time on Sunday as a catalyst for what happens throughout the rest of the week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is, of course, what this church has done for oh, of uh, a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, continuing that tradition and, and highlighting it and reminding ourselves of it, mm-hmm. uh, it will allow us uh, uh, to see beauty in the Sunday morning service, oh, but also yeah. to carry it exactly. uh, into the next days uh, until we gather again the Amen. next Sunday. Amen. Uh, okay, so we've talked about the sermon. Uh, and uh, we've talked Moving about up. the early church. We've talked about Constantine. Constantine. We've talked about preaching. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a couple more questions about Sundays, uh, yes. uh, and uh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say on these. Okay, all so, right, all right. Uh, when you think about, it, just in your mind, you're not at church, but you just think, I'm, I, I'm excited to go to a worship service. Yes, yes. What are the elements that have to be in that worship service for you to have that level of excitement. I mean, you can't you can't skip these things. You've got yeah. if if it doesn't have it, I'm not excited about it.
1: <laughs> that's a great question, man. Um, and uh, you know, I, I always love when you draw from the scriptures, right? And it mentions like the, the passage I read earlier that there was the reading of scripture. So uh, that's kind of a cool thing is when you can draw upon scripture and the wisdom of scripture. Um, singing uh, the, you know the worship aspect of it, I, r- I really think there 's something powerful about people gathering together and in unison joining in song and, and music and poetry have a way to pierce the soul mm. in a way that um, you know just intellectual knowledge sometimes uh, it doesn 't do um, and then uh, I think a very special part of the service is the communion, and I think today we had a really great message. Uh, it's kind of cool having Cecilia Morgan and Katie Morgan-Michelson, uh, the mother-daughter, uh, speak about kind of the communion uh, message. And, and I really love how that's a, it's a symbol that we all come from different parts of the city. We are different people. We're, there's diversity generationally, politically, diversity. But it's a symbol. This is something that we do where all of us are declaring that Jesus is our Lord. And we are dedicated to the kingdom uh, that we pray that comes to earth as it is in heaven.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, going back to our discussion a little bit of pre-Constantine. Oh, yeah. uh, This was a very, uh, I mean, when you read 1 Corinthians, Mm -hmm. uh, you can't help but miss that this was the the focus of of what the communities did. They sat at a table together and they shared a meal. Yeah, breaking bread. And it's uh, what Jesus did with his disciples. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, you think about his life and this is a critical moment of his life. And what yes. does he decide to do? Have a meal.
1: Oh, man. That's and, a great example.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, I agree with you. I think uh, both of us think mm-hmm. uh, uh, that the communion service, the time uh-huh. that we have where we share that yeah. meal together, wherever it happens in the sermon yeah. service, yeah. That's, that's the true highlight. You know, the sermon yes. gets the airtime.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, it does. It gets
0: all, you know, everybody's so excited about, oh, John Mark or Jake or mm-hmm, whoever mm-hmm. talked about this or that. Yeah, and it exactly. encouraged me.
1: And that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. But
0: uh, the real highlight uh, oh, wh- yeah, where, where we should really focus is that, that communion time together. Yeah.
1: And, you know, too, if we really if we believe, which I think we do, that there's something supernatural that happens, that, you know, we're not just here because we, we, we believe that, that God is still at work and this God's spirit can pierce our souls and, and that there can be a supernatural transformation that takes place. And you know the communion is testament to that.
0: Yeah. So uh, a couple a couple of things that I've heard people say. Yeah. Uh, about the Sunday not not specifically our Sunday service, yeah. but just about a, a worship service in yeah. general. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them, uh, our very own Elder Mike Young. Ooh, uh, come on now. Doctor to, uh, Young. Uh, told to us a couple couple months ago in an elders meeting. Uh, yeah. He simply threw this out there, and I think I think it's extremely beneficial. Mm-hmm. Because you said that you thought the things that you've got to have in a service are. Uh, Singing, mm-hmm. reading of Scripture, mm-hmm. and communion. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, those, those are your... I'm drawn, if it doesn't have it, I'm drawing the line. I'm not excited about it. And uh, for the listener, it might be a, a different list. True, true. Uh, maybe be. the sermon makes their list. Oh, Ma- yeah. Maybe yeah. Uh, simply the time uh, mm-hmm. of getting to see people uh, yeah. that yeah. you haven't seen in a week or mm-hmm. uh, haven't seen uh, since Thursday or something oh, like that. Maybe that. that's the moment I do love that. Uh, that makes their list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Mike said, and I think there's a lot of wisdom in this, yes. he said... Uh, when you go to when you attend a worship service, uh, simply look for one gift mm. within that worship service. I love that. And thank God that that gift wow.
1: exists. That's a great reframing of the mind. That's really great.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, whether it's uh, a particular passage of scripture that's read, or maybe it's the sermon, or a song that was sung, mm-hmm. maybe it's uh, Cecilia and Katie mm-hmm. uh, sharing that mm-hmm. moment and leading yeah. the church and uh, to the table and saying, "We're we're entering yeah. into this table with yeah. Christ." Mm-hmm. Uh, find that one gift. And then just say thank you to God. The whole yeah. service doesn't have to make your list. Exactly. Uh, but find the one gift and, and say thank you to God uh, yeah. for that. And, and I think then, that that helps, uh, helps with my worship
1: at least. And yes. hopefully it helps others as well. Oh, man, that's a great uh, shift in mentality. Because you know, sometimes people are looking to, for, for something to complain about.
0: Mm, that's you know, right.
1: What they don't like. But but uh, it, that is a shift in mindset where it's, it's almost what is the gift today? Yeah. I'm people,
0: sure you don't have any stories about... Okay. Somebody complaining.
1: <laughs> not at this church. Oh, yeah. No, 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 man. No. Yeah, not this one.
0: <laughs> okay, a couple more questions, and uh, yeah. you, you might have a, a question or two along the way for me yeah. as well, but uh, yeah. I did want to ask you, uh, just because uh, there, there are some there are some fun stories out there. Yes. And so uh, yes. I'm, I'm interested in knowing, uh, what is your favorite memory of attending a church service? It doesn't have to be here at okay. Skillman, but oh, throughout your life. Oh, man,
1: yes. Uh, I got what one.
0: What favorite memory?
1: Well, pro- it, it probably has to do, it happened on January 17th of 1993. Ooh, you remember the date. I remember the date, man, because it's my birthday, but it was um, my 12th birthday, so I just turned 12, and prior, I had uh, told my parents that I wanted to be baptized, and, uh, and so that was a Sunday where I was, I was baptized, but you know, I grew up in Thailand, mm. so this was at the Si Church of Christ off Pittbury Road. You know that? You've been there? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was there last week, actually. right across from Ponte Plaza. And uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, all my Thai brothers and sisters were out there, and uh, I, I remember standing in front, and my dad asking me who I thought Jesus was. And you know, I hadn't hadn't seen my dad cry very much, but I remember when I looked over, I saw just tears streaming down his face. And it was there that Sunday, uh, really my home church in, in Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, it's a it's a Sunday I'll never forget. Hmm. What about you, man? Do you have one, uh, a Sunday that you'll never, experience that you'll never forget?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, uh, there, there are a couple <laughs> things that come to mind, and I'm going to cheat. Okay, uh, all right. and, and since no one else is here, and it's just you and me, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that that's okay. <laughs> uh, but this, this actually didn't happen on a Sunday. It happened on a Wednesday. Okay. Uh, and I'm, it was right. while I was interning at the Highland Church of Christ in okay. Abilene. Uh, yeah, I was the preaching intern uh, there yeah. in Abilene, and uh, was fortunate that I w- was able to attend... Uh, the elders' meetings mm-hmm. uh, at Highland. And oh, so uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: I attended this one particular elders' meeting. And I don't remember the date, uh, but I do <laughs> remember what happened. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, at this elders' meeting, uh, the, the elders had invited a professor, Jerry Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, to come mm-hmm. in because he had been going through a particularly rough time oh, in his man. professional yeah. life and his ministry uh, as yeah. a professor at ACU, as well yeah. as uh, preaching mm-hmm. uh, at various churches. And they brought him in. Uh, because he had been receiving a lot of uh, antagonism mm. from uh, white christians oh, uh, dr no. Jer- jerry taylor 's a African American yeah. preacher and mm-hmm. uh, preaches, preaches at Highland pretty regularly yeah and they brought him in and uh, just as a way of uh, repenting mm. uh, on, on they, they weren 't even the ones who did who did this,, yeah. uh, but yeah. just to show uh, repentance, uh, wow. they brought him in. Uh, sat him in a chair, and each one of the elders at Highland, which is over 30 uh, elders, wow. uh, knelt down on their knees in front of him and washed his feet. Wow. Uh, and he was just weeping. a memory. Tears just streaming down his face. Yes. Uh, and I remember, I, I think I was uh, like 20, 21 mm-hmm. years old, something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. uh, just sitting there thinking, Wow. this, this means... there's, there's something, there, the Holy Spirit is here, Amen. and uh, this yeah. is church. That's uh, the
1: magic of church. That, yeah. That's the magic right there, That that really this group, This is what church could be, man. Mm. It's like those kind of stories. Yeah, Yeah, it was it
0: it was a healing moment for me, and I wasn't even hurt. (laughs) But I felt I left that feeling healed. Yes, Uh, exactly. uh, It was amazing. Exactly. Amazing to witness. Uh, Okay, uh, what about the strangest thing that you've maybe ever heard about or seen happen in a church service?
1: Oh man, Um, well, I'm going to tell a story from my my friend's perspective. that uh, you know, he went to the uh, the Amazon jungle to preach, and uh, you know, he was there, and he was mid sermon. And um, in the Amazon, it's not out of the ordinary for the women to breastfeed in public. And as he as he tells the story, you know, he was there at the at the Sunday service, and he was in mid sermon, like trying to you know land the plane. And it's almost like the the row in front of him needed to breastfeed and so he was struck with um just uh some a, a sight that he wasn't accustomed <laughs> to seeing when when preaching and uh i thought well how crazy was that but he, he said he fumbled and you know tried to look the other way but uh, how crazy would that be you know in the amazon for him to be in that message <laughs> for it to happen front row center yeah
0: so uh <laughs> that reminds me of a lesson that I remember learning in the youth group at my church growing up, Yeah, which was uh, they taught all the, the young men uh, if you see something uh, that you shouldn't be looking at, yeah. uh, the phrase that they used was to bounce your eyes. Oh, <laughs> And I always kind of had a problem with that because <laughs> what do things that bounce do? They keep coming back oh, to the yeah, same right. Spot. That's not
1: the right. That's not the right analogy. And yeah, so yeah.
0: I imagine he was probably not bouncing his no, eyes, no, but he yeah. was probably looking at the ceiling. Yes, yeah. Uh, so yeah he was like trying that. real hard. Yeah, I mean, it was... <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I'll never forget that story. That's a funny. Do you have anything, man, on
0: yours? Uh, yeah, uh, there's mm. a couple things that that come to mind. Uh, one one uh, did happen. I won't cheat this time. It did happen on a Sunday morning. I was Ooh. preaching at a a, a a small country church outside of Abilene. Yeah, it's about 20 30 minutes outside of Abilene. Mm-hmm. And it was my very first time to go to this church, and I'd never been there before. But when you go to some of these churches, uh, you know, for me as a graduate student at ACU, I was expecting to preach. Uh, yeah. but, but oh, they're yeah. expecting. Uh, a lot more. And so I, I knew, I, I, did, I did know this ahead of time, uh, but I was, I was nervous about it. But they, uh, they ask you to arrive to the building first, to unlock the church building, uh, to Ooh. greet the members this as they all, come in. All inclusive. And, yeah. you know, of course, I don't know a single person in this church. I've never been there before. But I'm, I'm standing at the door greeting Ooh. them, welcoming them to church. Uh, I teach Bible class, uh, lead singing for the service. Lead the communion message and preach. So I'm doing everything. You know, it's it's everything possible uh, that somebody is standing up to do. uh, They've asked me to
1: do. (laughs) There was (laughs) singing. I don't know how led it was. Hey, we'll let the praise team know that they gotta. You know, if someone's off a week, you got you can dust off that skills that you had. Well. The only problem
0: with that is it might be my last Sunday. I might be fired after. It might be the last Sunday that I'm here at Skillman.
1: Oh, that's great, man. Uh,
0: But anyways, I'm at this church, and I remember... Uh, there was, uh, it's probably about a 25-person church, yeah. uh, and about 15, 12 to 15 of them were there for Bible class. Yes, and yes. as we come in, the church is one room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the auditorium, mm-hmm. and it's got a center aisle with pews on either side. But mm-hmm. they, since there's only 25, they all sit on one side of the church. <laughs> and for Bible class, we all came in, and we are having Bible class. Yeah. Everyone's sitting at the front. Yeah, uh, we're yeah. having a, a great Engaged. Bible class. Uh, I say the closing prayer at the end of Bible class, yeah. and all is one. 12 to 15 people all stood up, Walked out of the pews into the aisle, <gasps> went to the back of the room, man. and sat in the back three or four rows.
1: That is so crazy. for class, they sat
0: in the first three rows, <laughs> and for worship service, they sat yeah, in, they the in the last three back.
1: rows. That's hilarious. And I just remember that thinking, like, so what is happening? Funny. Yeah, they Yeah, they had their rhythms and their routines. That's right, that's right. And they, they sit up oh. front for class and sit at the back, back. For, for church. That's a great story, man. Oh, so. I love it. Um, okay, so one last
0: question, and then I do have a lightning round. Oh, this is going to be fun, man. Uh, lightning round. It's just going to be your, your first answer that comes to mind. All right, kind of all thing. right. But the, the question I had before that, and you did touch on this uh, very briefly during your sermon today, but I'm interested to know uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, tell me what you think. It doesn't have to be specific to Skillman, mm-hmm. uh, but churches in our part of the world, the uh, United States, what does Sunday morning look like? Uh,
1: this year, next year, five Mm -hmm. years from now? What's the future of Sunday morning worship? Well, I mean, I think we talked about it a little bit. Just I think that uh, people are not coming to to the assembly like they used to in the 50s and 60s, uh, or I'm I'm not quite sure what generation was the peak of church attendance, but whatever, we're not the peak now. Uh, Church attendance in the U.S. has never been lower. And so uh, I think that uh, church assembly attendance has never been, never been lower. So I think that the future of assembly I think is going to be, have to have the core elements, you know, that we talked about, you know, I think uh, the reading of scripture, having Jesus as a part of it involved, uh, the the communion, you know, these are, these are things I think are really cool and special but I think there's going to have to be some ingenuity, I think there's going to have to be some creativity, I think that we're going to have to depend a lot more on multimedia and on putting, putting uh, content out there on the internet, whether it's a video on YouTube or podcast, I really think as people are traveling now, people are gone, I really think that uh, if we could produce content and meet people where they're at, and when they're, when they're in town, of course, we hope that they're here and that they're participating because we want to have something here that's valuable and that creates uh, a, a greater connection to God, but when they're away, there has to be something else to, that they can kind of connect with. I think that's something that is going to happen. But anything you would add to that, man, or about the future?
0: Well, I, I think just, uh, I hope people have heard, uh, whether it's through your sermon or through mm-hmm. this podcast or conversations with us, uh, that we are going to put just as much uh, time and effort. And uh, we, th- we still think Sunday mornings are incredibly important, uh, mm-hmm. but we're not content to stop there. Uh, and and yeah. that, that I think that's what I I hope people are hearing is, oh, yeah. is that as as fantastic mm-hmm. as Sundays can be as wonderful as they are mm-hmm. if it's all we're doing uh we've missed the story of Christianity we've missed what it means to be a follower of Jesus yes uh it's not yes. it's not we're not living a complete life uh, that looks like Jesus and so uh I think you and I our goal for this year is uh, to do our very best with Sundays uh to yeah. continue oh yeah uh, uh, to continue uh Putting, putting opportunities mm-hmm. for people to be transformed and, yes. and to, to have those moments, uh, that halftime moment of being encouraged. Yes. But in addition to that, uh, we want to be just as invested in Monday through Saturday.
1: Uh, Amen, man. Yeah. That, I mean, That's where the magic happens. That's the game, right? Yeah. The game is in the workplace. The game is in the neighborhoods. The game is as a parent. The game is as a husband. Like, how can I treat my wife in the way that Jesus sees humanity? Like, that is the game, right? And the Sunday service should help me become the person that, you know, that, that Christ has created us to be, you know, that God created us to be through Christ. Yeah, So,
0: yeah, that's good. Okay, a couple of lightning round questions. Oh, come on, so yeah. uh, just the first thing that comes to your mind, uh, number one answer, uh, even, if, even if it's wrong, okay. uh, we will accept it <laughs> yeah, uh, all during, right. this li- during this lightning All right. Round. Okay, so I've got ten questions here. They all center hmm. on uh, life of
1: church. Mm. Uh, so I'm interested to know, what is your favorite song? Oh man, I like, uh, right now, Mi Bendición by Juan Luis Guerra. It's a, I guess it's a salsa song by a Cuban artist. Oh, it's good, man. You should yeah. listen to it. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, what about the uh, most mm. important part of a worship service? Oh, man, I think two things. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> the Christ, also uh, the people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Having people there is important. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, the communion, too, I love. Good. Uh, mm. Most memorable sermon. Oh, that, uh, that I've ever listened to, oh man, I, I'll never forget when I was um, in college, I was in Bangkok, where well, I was in Thailand, and uh, one of my mentors, Larry Henderson, he gave a talk on Genesis 1 on the, and Genesis 2, and it's forever, I think about it a lot, this sermon impacted me greatly, mm. Larry wow. Henderson. Yeah, that's amazing. 2000, I think that was 2002. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, it's good. You're good with dates. Tara was there, too. You should ask her about it. It it, it impacted us both. Wow. Okay. Uh, Who's your favorite preacher at Skillman? You are, Jay. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, dude.
0: Hey, that's the right answer. That's that's it. Uh, Now, this one could get a little dangerous. Ooh, man. Favorite worship leader at Skillman?
1: (laughs) Oh, dude. I like them all, man. Uh, They're all good. Yeah. All of them. We're so thankful. I'm so grateful for these guys. Yeah. These men and women who, I mean, this is their... This job outside of their job. Like they are volunteering, it's extra hours they're putting in. And I'm so, we, we're so blessed to have yeah,
0: them. Yeah, I'll give you a hint that was the right answer also. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I told you we'd accept wrong answers. They, they might not have accepted it on that one. but uh, Number six, how much money should each person at
1: Skillman put into the collection man, plate? Jake, you're asking. This, these are lightning questions, man. This, this is this a lightning as far as controversy or <laughs> speed? Oh, uh, man, I, I mean, really, uh, the answer is. Uh, listen to the heart, and the spirit within, and whatever the spirit is leading is what you should should happen. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, what about uh, during communion, wine or grape juice? Oh, I'm glad you said during the communion, right, because, uh, well, it might be the same answer, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I like wine. Yeah. I like wine. I think it'd be kind of cool to have wine mm-hmm. uh, here at the yeah. church. They do it in South America. Well, it's what, it's what Jesus drank, right? <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Jesus had uh, Welch's grape juice, bro. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> no.
0: Welch's has got to be the, the throughout history, if, yeah. if Jesus drank Welch's grape juice, they've got to be the leading, like they, they've made money for 2,000 years. Oh, uh, man. that's yeah, the
1: yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, think wine, man, yeah.
0: Okay, what about yeah. uh, also during communion, do you prefer one cup or single-use plastic cups? Now, this is
1: an inside joke, man, because you know that I have, I'm against single-use plastic because it's not so fantastic. But uh, you know, I have to make an exception here because I, I think getting a disease, <laughs> it might be what I hate, what I don't want more. And so I'll go with uh, single-use plastic, but maybe we could recycle the plastic after. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. right, yeah. We, we should look into some res- uh, um, washing machine, not washing
1: machine, dishwasher yeah. safe communion <laughs> cups. Okay, uh, formal or casual attire? Oh, man. For the service? Yeah. I'm going both. Ooh. I want I want somebody off the street, a visitor at Skillman, whatever they're wearing. I would love for them to see, oh, there's someone that's dressed like me. Mm-hmm. Whether that's someone in a, in a suit or whether that's somebody in a tank top. I mean, really, yeah. I, I just want, I, I'm, I'm a fan of both.
0: I look forward to your uh, your wardrobe next week when we get to see both on display okay. at the same time. <laughs> Uh, okay this, one, this is a two parter uh, yeah, middle seat or aisle, and the first part is uh, at church, and the second part is on an airplane.
1: Oh man, well, aisle, aisle in church because it's long legs and you have to get up and down, and then you know uh, you had middle and aisle i think I don't think anybody wants the middle, <laughs> but uh, an interesting question would be window or aisle mm. and for for me, when I 'm on a plane, it really depends on what time the flight is. If the flight is a day flight, then hands down I want the the aisle because I can get up and down mm-hmm. but if the flight is a night flight hands down I'm going to choose a window so I can put my head on the side and sleep nice I have a th- already thought about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. well hey this has been great and I hope that it continues to spur the conversation uh, this is Today has been the tip of the iceberg. We could talk oh, about Sundays, yes, what goes into a worship service, who, who's volunteering, how many people, how many hands and feet does it take oh, to man. put it
1: all together. Yeah. We could go yeah. on and on. Yeah, we could. Uh, but people are tired of listening to us. They've got work to do. <laughs> yeah, they finished their dishes already. Or I guess the dog's already you know, finished the walk. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're heading back home now. The drive's over. They're at the office. Yeah, yeah. They're just sitting in their car right now waiting for this podcast to be over. That's right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Should we go another 30 minutes, do you think? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I do, uh, as we close, man, I just want to rem- remind, you know, the sermon really this, this morning was about Sunday, but really the, the objective, like I stated, was uh, for the church, the Skillman Church, this body of believers, to walk away with a renewed vigor and conviction that Christianity, it's not an event that we attend each week, but rather it's a life-altering, transforming, all-consuming, spirit-filled way of life that leads us to joy, purpose, meaning, and eternal life. And uh, the Sunday service, the sermon, I think that it aids in that spiritual formation. But it's important for us to remember, this is about how we live.
0: Yeah. I don't know if anyone's told you, but uh, that'll preach. (laughs) In fact, it already did.
1: (laughs) That's good. Pre- That's a good one, man. That's yeah. good.
0: No, hey, I appreciate hey. you taking the time to, to hey. visit with no, man, me, to you. visit with our congregation. Let's do and, it again, uh, man. And yeah. this
1: time, maybe I'll ask you the lightning round yeah. questions and I'll think of some lightning yeah. questions. Oh, yeah. Bring it All on. Right. All right, man. Bring You're on. on. You're on.
0: Well, hey, I'm excited, and uh, <laughs> we'll look forward to seeing, uh, seeing our church community uh, as
1: soon as we can. Yes. Love you guys. See you soon. Peace.